What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer starting October 17th. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, Children of all ages, I'd like to welcome you back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. Now, I'm sorry. I know I took a little bit of a leave of absence there. I know I say this all the time, but I missed you definitely more than you missed me. The reason it's taken a little bit of time is because unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you've probably noticed that I've been spinning a lot of plates lately. And now I've had to not only start podcasting for the challenge, but now this amazing, probably the, not even probably the greatest reality television show of all time, House of Villains just premiered to kick off the first episode. What better way to do it uh, than with an absolute legend of reality television? All right. Now, it's not often that I have somebody on the podcast whose experience on reality TV predates my own, but I wanted to bring, again, somebody on who's an absolute legend that the fans were going to love, but they weren't available. So instead, I decided to bring on Johnny Fairplay. (laughs) Well, coming from the second most famous Johnny (laughs) in the history of reality television, I'm pretty excited to be here. The man that needs no introduction, Johnny, I'm just playing. There was no better way. Listen, you and I, most people don't know this, and it what didn't really come through on the first episode, but we came in to the House of Villains together with a very secret alliance that was crafted, of all places, at a uh, charity event <laughs> for children. Yes, uh, a Hearts Children's Reality. Children's charity event. Hearts Reality, yep. we raise money for Give Kids the World Village. Uh, I'm in the lobby. There's 120 reality stars here. And so the, the possibility of being near a reality star, it, like, you know, like you, you breathe, you're, you're going to breathe on a reality star. However, this very moment, like someone's just like, hey, this is in December. When someone goes, hey, are you available to do my podcast in a few weeks? I was like, Potentially, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gone February 2nd through the 27th. And you're walking by as I say this and you, and you go, House of Villains. I'm like, holy shit. And uh, you're like, we need to talk. I'm like, yeah, we need to talk. So we, we, you we, were so cloak and dagger about it. And that's the thing is like, I'm used to before going on a challenge. It's like they say not to say anything, but it's like everyone's going to talk. And I remember I said that and you were like, I can neither confirm nor deny. I'm like, Johnny, come on. I know that you know that I know that you know. Yes. And so, so we, we have, we exchange a couple words there. Like, I mean, just, just, just real, some pleasantries. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like I, I, I had my girlfriend now fiance with me and, and you're hanging out with your, with your challenge people. And so we're interacting, but nothing over the top, you know, it's not, you know, let's fuck, let's, let's become blood brothers or anything. So just, just, just pleasantries. A week before we go out there, we finally have a conversation, and and I, I get a T-shirt in the mail. You get a T-shirt in the mail. I thought that you were supposed to be wearing today. <laughs> 
sorry, man. I, I I had to. I was going to, man, but I had to, I had to rock the Johnny Bananas House of Villains merch. I am a shameless plugger of my merch here. So this is the same shirt that I wore to the viewing party. I only made one. It was a sample to the uh, viewing party. It still smells like booze, cigarettes, uh, <laughs> bad decisions. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, in the interest, I mean, in 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 the. Uh, in the interest of making bad decisions, Johnny, I know that you were, uh, the libations were flowing tonight. So um, in honor of Bobby Lights, who introduced both of us to Casamigos Reposado. Yeah. I went, I went the Anejo. Uh, there, there was a sale at the ABC store. So I got $20. Not that off. Casamigos needs any more plugs because what George Clooney sold up like a billion dollars, but here we are. So uh, yeah, I think I'm still, actually, I think I'm still somewhat drunk from last night from the viewing party Same. last night. So um, why not? Little hair on the dog. Hey, Bob, hey, to Bobby, to Johnny, to chilling like villains, and uh, to an epic season, brother. Yeah. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. wow. Bless America. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in that. You know what? I actually feel like I'm back in the house of villains because what? It's about noon. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 11 low, noon. Low carb IPAs. Mick Ultras and Casamigos. Dude, at, <laughs> at this point on a daily basis, we would be out at the pool right now, already letting the uh, letting the beverages flow. So I feel like I'm back home. It was great. So we uh, we got our phones at 10 o'clock at night, and then we had to turn them in at 8.30 in the morning. And uh, we, we would be at the treadmill and working out. And then uh, around 10, 10.30, Shake would come down. And, uh, and he go beer clock. And I'm like, yep, it's beer clock. So we would start beer clock. And I remember, so, so I do a podcast reality after show with Johnny Fairplay. You can watch on youtube.com slash after show and look me up on whatever, but on my podcast, I watch the challenge. I follow the challenge. I'm, I'm a fan of yours. I, I appreciate your work. And, uh, but I remember watching and I was just like this asshole with the guitar. I was like, Oh, <laughs> the guitar. And Literally day two, me and Jax are talking and he, and, and Jax goes, did you see him with the fucking guitar? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I caught that. And he was like, oh, and I was just like, yeah, I was like, I, I talk about the podcast. So we're hanging out poolside and, and you break out and you're, you're like, fair play. You want to know the guitar gimmick? And I'm just like, enlighten me. So we have cameras following us 24 seven. They do not stop. Bananas starts doing, starts singing the killers, and they're like, "All right, you guys got forty-five minutes. We can't show copyright can't material." And so fast forwards, like, "Where's the joints? Where, where's the darts? <laughs> like, know, let's man. do everything we can do that they can't show." It serves a dual purpose, man. It gets the ladies going. It, you know, it, it, it honestly, it repels a lot of guys because they're like, "Holy shit, I can't compete with this. This guy plays guitar and he sings. Can't do it." But it also, like you said. Gets rid of production for a little bit. Oh my so we God. Can, uh, like, I, I am literally like one minute in and I'm just like, I owe bananas the biggest apology ever. Um, like, Cause I'm just like, what? And I'm just like, this guy's a genius. It's all good. Listen, man, just, you know what? I'll, why don't you just have me as your wedding singer at, at, at your, uh, at your upcoming nuptials. Hey babe, you want bananas as our wedding singer at the, at the wedding? Maybe. That's pretty non-committed. It's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like Omarosa asking. As long as she doesn't come to her senses and get cold feet by then. Yeah. Well, that's, it's like Omarosa asking shake for an alliance. Maybe. Yeah. Very well. We'll see how that works out. So, but re re rewinding really quickly a week before we went out there, we had, we literally had a three minute phone call and, and I was just, I was like, Hey, just real, real quick. Uh, my name's Johnny Fairplay. Your name's Johnny bananas is the name Johnny going to be an issue? Like, let me know right now, because I mean, like if you want to fight for it, that's cool. But, and, and you're like, dude, your name is fair play. My name is bananas. We're going to like, that's all. Like, I feel that way. Like, I don't feel like, but there's, there's stupid people in the world of reality television. Took a long time for me to get rid. Well, first I was on, when I first started way back in Key West, my first two challenges, I was just John. Then it went from John to Johnny. But I was like, dude, I want to be Johnny Bananas. And they're like, we can't, we're not going to do it. We're not putting bananas on your jersey. And it took all the way up until free agents. I forgot what number season that was, but it was a long time. And there was Johnny, Johnny Riley came on the show. And before they were like, do you want to be this season to distinguish you two apart? Do you want to be Johnny B or Johnny D? I was like, I want to be bananas. And they were like, all right. And ever since then, been bananas. Yeah. So, so, so we, we, we had that, we're like, okay, we're good. And, and then it honestly ended 30 seconds. Just like, 
hey, maybe we should just look out for one another when we get to the house. And that was it. That was like, it wasn't an alliance. It's just like, we're final two and blah, blah, blah. No, it was. Yeah. That was it. What is shit called? A safety net? It was a safety net. <laughs> yes, you were, you, were, you were my safety net. Oh, I, oh my God. I am so ready for safety net. It's going to be good. All right. Now, listen, we're, we're obviously going to dig into House of Villains, but um, I want to get a little bit. I want to rewind a little bit. I want to give some of the listeners a background on Johnny Fairplay, who Johnny Fairplay is, and most importantly, what made Johnny Fairplay arguably the first and most notorious reality television villain ever. All right. You wore my heart bananas. <laughs> so season seven, we're going all the way back to season seven of survivor. 2003, way, 2003 Pearl islands. Now prior to filming, and this is what I love about you because see I'm and, 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 and this is what's really, I mean, you were, you were ahead of your time because I had done a bunch of seasons of the challenge before I started pre-planning you know, strategies or villainous things or stunts to do. But prior to filming your first season, you made a plan with your friend, Dan, who was going to participate in your loved ones challenge. And tell me what the plan was that you had with Dan and what the strategy was and what sick, twisted, demented bastard came up with this idea and how it was all put into motion. So I had never seen Survivor before I was cast. Like she, she found me at a gas station. On the, like she drives up. She's like, she, uh, it's a white Who's Volvo. She? It's a Lynn Spillman, the head of casting for Survivor. She locks up the brakes and and uh, she she pulls. She's like Sammy Hagar. No, no, she did not say that. I, I, for the record, Johnny hates Johnny hates Sammy Hagar references more than life itself. Uh, for, for the record, 33 million people watched my Survivor finale just to watch me get voted out. Not to see who won because they hated me so much. 33 million people. 33 million people have never watched Sammy Hagar do anything. Well, listen, dude. I, <laughs> I've and I've said this and I and I'll say it again. People are like, would you rather be a villain or would you rather be a hero? Right? Would you rather be Ugh. the antagonist or the protagonist? And I'm like, listen. One thing, and I said it on the show, and I'll say it again. Well-behaved women or men never make history. Okay, they just don't. And there is something about being rooted against, okay, and still coming out triumphant that is so much better than being rooted for and coming out triumphant. Do you want to you know be John I mean? Cena or Ric Flair? I want to be Ric Flair. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 so I'm, at, I'm at the gas station. She, she's, she goes, uh, uh, she, she goes, you mind if I ask you a crazy question? I'm like, you're hot. Why not? She goes, you ever watch Survivor? I go, no, they're a bunch of fucking losers. She goes, I'm the casting director. I go, that sucks for you. She goes, I'm offering you a one in 16 chance of a million dollars. I'm like, whatever. She goes, I think you'd be perfect. I go, tell me something I don't know, honey. She goes, that's it. You're on. So I go on eBay. I buy every VHS tape of Survivor up until then because I'd never seen the show. And so I'm watching. And every time I get to the Loved Ones episode, I'm crying. I mean, and you're talking with you're talking to someone for those people who don't watch for those people who don't watch Survivor. What's the loved ones episode? The loved one. That's when your your loved ones uh, uh, come and uh, you're you're out there for like 30 days, and your loved ones show up, and and like people lose it because like and and you don't understand it. A lot of people don't understand it as a viewer. They're just like, God, you've only been out there for three weeks. Who cares? No, you've been out there for three weeks. That people you, you cannot trust anyone there. But also people don't understand fans of the show. People who've never been on TV. Don't understand reality television time. Yo, okay. It's not normal years. time. It's, it's like years. dog. It's like dog years, yes. dude. Like every day feels like a week. So even though like, uh, dude, we'll do a, you know, six, seven, eight, 10 week challenge. And what's funny is 10 weeks in your normal life will go by in the blink of an eye, two and a half months. It's like, all right. You, you, that's like, yeah, that's like a summer. Yeah. Right. Whereas when you're on, not even a summer, but when you're on reality TV, it goes by because there's so much downtime. And especially on a show like Survivor, where you're also fighting the elements and you're, you're dying, you're starving to death. <laughs> you're starving. That when it's so funny because when you get back, you feel like so much time has passed. Like you feel like years has passed. You'll be like, you'll get home, and you'll be like, so fill me in. What's going on? They're like, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Like, like you, you missed three episodes of Raw. Like, I think, like, why, yeah. like why, why, why are you asking all these crazy? I'm just, like, no, no, no. You don't understand. So, so, anyway, so, uh, so it, it is like when you're out there, it is huge. As I said, and you can't trust anyone. I mean, like, like on Survivor, like the best friendship you have, like, you're just like, I know this person. I, I trust this person. I love this person. They still see a million dollars written across your forehead. And, and you can't unthink that. 
So when you're you're just like, okay, for the first time in three weeks, I can talk to some or, or four weeks, I can talk to someone that that I trust. And so, 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 uh, so watching the show, I, I see this, I understand this and I'm just like, wow, I'm like, this is like, I need to be able to use this because like, I'm a, I'm a scumbag. And if this bothers me, this must really bother a normal person. And so the season before mine, uh, season six, Amazon, Jenna Maraska's mom was dying of cancer. So everyone lost the food auction. So she'd get a letter from home to see how her mom was doing. And I'm like, well, what's more sympathetic than a dying mom, a dead grandma. <laughs> So what they don't show on my season of Survivor, when we first get there, everyone's like, who's your loved one? I was like, I was like, mine's my grandma, but she's not doing well. So they made me a list of backup and their assholes were making me a list of backup because I know my grandma's going to be here. So at night we would hold hands and pray by the fire for my grandma. Oh my wow. Like, now this is before. Okay. Now, and this yeah, is before. They don't show that on TV, the, the praying. I know, but I'm saying the praying, you know, this is before you actually had your friend come on and yes, do the, yes, the, the, yeah, this the is dead grandma two, We're praying. And then, and then my buddy comes around the corner. So without him saying anything, they already, like most of them already, they're like, oh no, it's not as great as his buddy. And so, Bad news. so Dan comes around the corner and hugs me and he goes, Roddy Piper got fired from SmackDown. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Tell me my fucking grandma died. <laughs> like, that's what I'm whispering to him. And so he's just like, so he back and he goes, dude, did you get the letter? And I'm just like, no, we don't get mail here. <laughs> and he was like, he goes, Dude, she died, dude. He said dude like 18 times, but they bought it. And it's so, like, so, so what they don't show is I go, I'm just like, like, I just want to find out what happened. Like, you know, like, fuck this game, fuck the million dollars. I just need to know. And so Jeff goes to the back. He goes, so he's on satellite phone seeing if it's, if it, if there's still time to fly me out for the funeral. So they call my wait, grandma. So Jeff, wait, wait, wait. So you're talking about Jeff Probst. Probst. Yeah. He had no clue. He, he didn't even know. He didn't know. So he's on satellite phone, seeing if there's still time to fly me because I'm throwing that uh, that big a fit, you know. And so he's on satellite phone, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, he says he's gonna lie about me dying, blah blah blah." Jeff is furious. He was like, "I'm gonna fucking out this kid." And Mark Burnett, and they're like, "No, you're no. not." No. And they're like, and he's like, "Why? He's lying." They're like, "Yeah." Yeah. This is great. <laughs> isn't that what isn't that what part of the show? I mean, isn't that what Survivor's about? He didn't, like he was so bothered and triggered that he uh, was ready to fucking blow up. And I'm just like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> wow. So this must have been before because isn't I mean, Jeff now, isn't he like he's he's like the executive producer yeah, yeah, of the yeah, show? This is so, before, yeah. No, yeah. So this is before he was just the host. Yeah, at, he was just at the this host point, then. right? So, okay, so you ended up making it. To the, the final episode, oh, ended yeah. up placing third. Now, but nobody on the cast knew yeah. until it aired that yeah. that okay. Yeah, they, so they, they, they watched like? the episode. So so you know, it, it, uh, basically, my manager at the time, like, like they, we, I win the challenge. Everyone loses on purpose, and I win the challenge, and it goes to commercial break. My manager calls, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. If there's anything I can do, blah blah blah." We come back from a commercial and it's me and Thunder D and it was like brilliant performance. I'm like, my grandma's sitting home watching Jerry Springer right now. But the world is pissed. My, my manager, the next message is, do you know how much money you're going to make? So that week was the week that Saddam Hussein was, was captured. Oh, wow. Front okay. page of the New York Post, the headlines read, the most hated man in America, picture me. Page two, Saddam Hussein. Stop. Yes. So you were, so at that point in time, you were more hated than, than Saddam a- Hussein megalomaniac mass murderer yes and i'm like i didn't Dictator. kill anybody <laughs> well you didn't but you, you but, i mean yeah you pretended to yes um so then so then okay and then after that there was almost kind of like this what like underlying beef then between you and you and jeff right Producer. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he just what held he just resented you for for this move that you made and that that you actually were able to kind of like put it in play and keep it a secret. He didn't like it there after the fact he embraced it. But yeah. like, I mean, so this is 2003 I'm living in Los Angeles and, uh, I went to the, the Vanuatu finale. I got in a fight with Jeff's brother because, uh, Thunder D instigated, but, but it's, it's all my fault. I accept hundred percent responsibility. So after that, Jeff's like, he'll never come back. And I come back from Micronesia. So I do Micronesia. And then I actually, I got a call for, for Heroes Villains. And they called me two weeks before I was supposed to leave, Lynn Spillman. And she goes, this is the hardest phone call I've ever had to make. She goes, uh, Richard Hatch can't get his passport. 
And I was like, all right, well, that sucks for Richard. They're like, no, the cast that includes Richard is the cast that includes you. And the cast that doesn't include Richard does not include you. Because they, they wanted, and you know, they're like, we're saving that matchup. And I'm just like, well, I can do I can do this one, and then I'll come back and do one with Hatch. It's fine. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. And and it it crushed me. That was it. Yeah. Well, just and then for everyone out there who's worried about about uh, grandmother fair play, yeah. she's alive and well. She passed away two weeks ago. Stop. No, I'm lying. Really? No. <laughs> so you <laughs> dick. See, that's, now that's you just got me. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah, it's that easy, bananas. Come but on. she still have. Tell her. Tell us about the license plate. See, here's the other thing. This is what I love about it is how much your grandma actually embraced, embraced it. So her license plate says "Dead Gma." She loved it. She loved it. Yeah. And she would. She was rolling around yeah. in a car with the license plate that said "Dead yeah. Gma." Hold on, I do have this. I have, I have this. I don't know what that is. Is that a letter? <laughs> What's the what's the letter we got here, Johnny? Uh, you might want to ask production for a new toothbrush. I saw Johnny Fairplay rub his dirty, <laughs> dirty speedo on here. <laughs> <laughs> the no prank, dude. <laughs> so that was one. You know what's funny? Because I had these all pre-written, obviously. So we're talking about. So Johnny just showed the note. One of the notes, one of the many notes, uh, and all you challenge fans out there are obviously familiar with the uh, note gate prank. Unfortunately, nobody in that, well, no, actually, fortunately for me, yes. nobody in the House of Villains was familiar with this prank, so it worked very well. But the one I dropped on Bobby Lights, basically, because Bobby and Johnny shared a room together, and uh, yeah, yeah, said that. So this Bobby, is, this is, or that Johnny had rubbed his dirty speedo on Bobby's toothbrush. It's so funny because like I go there, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I got a note last night. And you're like, did you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I was like, what did it say? I'm like, I just ripped it up and and threw and and flushed it. And you're like, you didn't read it. I'm like, no, I didn't care. You're like, well, really? Shake tried. <laughs> Shake did that, but instead of flushing it, he went through it in the garbage can. So I taped it back together. <laughs> it was so, so the note, uh, like, uh, like I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. I think it begins as, as early as next week, and it, you know, it, it's a, yeah, and they've shown they, it in the previews. Yeah, so, so like everyone goes and so, like so, like you know, bananas drops the note, and because my uh, my co-host on on my podcast are challenge experts. They're just like, dude. Why didn't you say? And I was like, because I didn't care. Because you're just like, like, who do you think wrote the note? I'm just like, I don't care. And they're like, no, like, don't you think is? And like, everyone's just like, oh my god, production. So I'm like, production has not recognized this. As a, they as thought a, as it a, was Joel. They thought it was every. Yeah. They thought it was everybody. And then yeah. they're, they're they're just they're like, no, no, no. Production. I'm, I'm like, production has not referenced this. Nothing happens in the game from production without being referenced by production. And they're, and I'm just like, so yeah, so I'm like, so, so just someone in the house is right. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't affect me. They're like, no, 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 fair play. You don't understand. I'm just like, no, I think I do. <laughs> I mean, like, this is like, and, and they lost just their about fucking start, minds. And that was the purpose, man. Know, it's just it was, about it was stirring the pot. Like, but, but if everyone's out there, they're like, fair play, would you? I'm just like, I didn't care. Even if I'm they like, don't say anything, this is the best part about the, the, the notes. It's almost like, even if people don't say anything, even if they hide the note, even if they never even mention it. Yeah. It's still, it's, it's in, it's buried deep in their brain. They're like, who is this sick and twisted individual that is dropping these notes? And you try, and, and you're envisioning and I know it's it being, one of us, but could it be production? I'm just like, okay, yeah. A, it's not production. Yeah. And, and you B, don't know. It, but it was so funny. I was like, I got to know. You're like, did you? Because you didn't write one. I'm just like, oh yeah. And I just ripped it up and flushed it. You're like, did you really do that? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't. But it, was, I didn't. It, was, it was Bobby's. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get into a house of villains, um, let's just talk about villainy. All right. Let's just talk about the concept of villainy. What makes, in your opinion, a good villain? And what would you say all villains have in common? All the best villains. It's, it's two things. Uh, number one, we have a belief system that may be flawed, but, but, uh, but a real and a great villain, they're doing something for a reason. Like, like, like Thanos. So you're saying villains do things that could be perceived as evil or negative, but they're doing it in their mind for their a good mind. cause. Yes. Yeah. There's a credo that they live by. So how then do we apply that? What are, so just say the villains on House of Villains, okay? The people out there. What did we have in common in that regard? What were we trying to do and what were we trying to accomplish in our minds that was positive by doing it? Well, I mean, I, I like I, uh, I created the dead grandma lie. Yep. Not yep. not to kill my grandma, 
but but to 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 be an innovator and in, and in, in a pioneer in the world of reality television, like like 2003, the world says Johnny Fairplay means liar and bad guy. Fast forward 2023, it's innovator and legend. Yeah, I I'll tell you what, same thing happened to me. Yes, with stealing the money from Sarah. Stealing okay. the money from Sarah, and, I, and for the record, me and Sarah, friend, I love Sarah, but it's, it's a it's it's a beautiful move in the history of reality television. She loves me too. Uh, she just doesn't want to admit it. Well, yeah, um, there's that. <laughs> listen, without that move, dude, would we even would she even still be relevant? No, I mean, yes, yeah, she, she was well, on the she you? was on she was on the business end of that decision. But I mean, it's it gives her something. But she you can still would talk be. About. I mean, honestly, you would just be the guy that wins challenges. That's true. Like I wouldn't care about. Like like you would not be like I. I wouldn't want to be your friend. It's just like, hey, do you watch the challenge? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Like you know, Johnny. I'm like, yeah, is that the guy that like wins? I'm like, go. Like who cares? Yeah, isn't that the guy that got carried out on on, on CT's back? Oh, yeah. um, here's what it is, though. And this is what I think you and I and you know other people, uh, the other villains have in common is it's our willingness to do things sometimes strictly for entertainment purposes sure. that other people are not willing or able to do, Correct. okay? Yeah. I've always said this about myself. I'm like a producer first, yep. all right? Obviously, I want to put my best interest in the games that I play, whether it's the challenge or whether it's any other competition show that I do. I want to put my best interest first, and I want to do things that are going to obviously, you know, make my game easier. But at the same time, I am willing on occasion to sacrifice my own safety and well-being in the game if I know that I'm going to do something that is going to be controversial, that is going to move the needle, that is going to, I mean, just create a shitstorm and stir things up. It happens all the time on the challenge, right? There are people that are having a very quiet but uh, volatile conversation that is very important to the game, but they try and do it in private and they try and do it off camera. You know what I do? I find the first producer I can. I'm like, you got to come in. You got to film this. And what I'll do then is once the camera's in there, I'll then start like gassing it up. And I will, and, and and they'll try and like talk in circles or they'll try and say things without like, you know, saying really things. Yeah, saying but things. You're like, yeah, and no, then you're that. like, oh, what are you actually trying to say? And in the moment, people get so annoyed and pissed off by that because like bananas what are you doing you're you're turning this into you're, something you're that doesn't need to be producer you and i, you and I both like, that that's where we found i'm our like no ground. i'm turning this into exactly what it needs to be because you guys forget why we're here we're we are here <laughs> to make television people and you know and 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 so that's why i will always put that dude the sarah move okay yes obviously i wanted to pad my bank account obviously i wanted two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. obviously i wanted to get retribution for what i felt like she did to me but more than that Especially after the first two pairs, Devin and Cheyenne, Vince and Jenna passed on the opportunity to take the money. I'm like, this plot twist was put in place for a reason. How lame would it be if all three pairs pass? You know what I mean? And it made, again, a moment now that is going to live in infamy, similar to exactly the same as the dead grandma, the dead grandma thing. In the moment, people cannot believe that you did it. People are like, how could you? You're heartless. How could you be? So and But then after time passes and after they have a, a, an opportunity to really like digest the, the the moment, they're like, that was fucking brilliant. So, so no, and, and, and we, we actually talked like uh, we're we're both we both recognize in each other. We're on field producers or in field producers and like embedded. No one else, like other than like Omarosa, understood that concept. They're like, they're like, no, no, no. Like, like I'm, I'm on the show, and it's just like, yeah. Well, got <laughs> but, Do you know any people on the challenge? I, I literally call it either Operation Sleep Through the Challenge, or I'm on the, ha I'm just on the Happy to Be Here program. Yeah. Okay, there's so many people that come on. They're always like, oh man, like how have you done so many seasons? Why do you get invited back every season? It's like because I do again. I go above and beyond the call of duty, okay? Yes, could I sit there and could I just not say anything and lay in bed all day and just let the days pass by and just avoid all the controversy and all the drama? I could, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have done 22 seasons. They wouldn't have called you for 22 seasons. So that's what they need and that's and I think what what I loved about what I love about House of Villains and I think this is one of the big disparities between House of Villains and the challenge is the challenge you've got 3 4 maybe 5 
people who could carry the show, right? You've got five people who really are like, all right, these are the ones that are going to drive the narrative, drive the story, know how to play the game, know how to work the system. Then you've got the other 85% of the people there who are just role players and who are just there, just kind of not, not taking action. They're just reacting to actions that are already taken, right? House of Villains, I felt like it was the first time I've been on a show where I'm like, dude, I'm surrounded by a lot of, of, of people who could carry a show. Greatness. Everybody in that house, I mean, going from, I mean, you even look at like, I mean, Shake, who obviously came and didn't really know anything about competition shows, but there's something about him and there's something about the way he is in this game and kind also, of like- what what what, uh, what what brings us all together uh, and by, by definition of being a villain is uh, the word bravado. And, and uh, every villain has bravado and, and the definition of bravado is false confidence. When I heard about the concept of House of Villains, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Ten villains, I mean, like, good guys suck. They're fucking, they're boring, blah, blah, blah. You know, screw that. And I'm like, ten True. villains. And I was just like, oh, but the problem with that concept is who, like, who can people root for? And 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 House of Villains, they're, they're, they're brilliant in that they, they show our vulnerability in that, like, so getting back to the word bravado, we walk in, we walk into the house. We have our chest puffed out and we're just like, hey, we're strong. We're great. We're amazing. We're always amazing. This never stops. And then we think the red light goes off and it's like, exhale. There's a vulnerability. We all have it. And they shouldn't just run. Like, I get out, I get out of the, the Suburban. I do the Ric Flair strut. I need three takes. I'm one take Johnny. I take three takes to do the Ric Flair strut. You're like, oh, that didn't sound right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just like, it's like, Hey, you're the first one in the house. I'm like, yes, I'm the first one in the house. And that means I'm the best. It's like, does it? I'm like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. No, the breaking of the fourth wall. I think it's brilliant. I love, I love, I love how they're breaking down the fourth wall in this. Yeah. It's so, it's so refreshing to watch, man. So, but we're seeing bravado across the board. Like all of us have that bravado and, and it, and it's pulled, it's just like, it's like, here it is my chest out. I, I can bench press 500 pounds. And it's just like, you know, in reality, it's just like, I prefer to bench press 220. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry ice tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Here's the other thing I love about House of Villains. And again, I think this is what has kind of, in a way, has been lost on the challenge. This is what I've been saying for years they need to do is they need to bring the levity back, man. They need to, the challenge has turned into now such a serious, serious, like, I mean, mind game where it's like isolation and everything is cloak and dagger and everything is kept a secret. We're always on need to know basis. And the conditions we live in are meant to create this 
pressure cooker environment. And I know one of the reasons they do it, it is a mental game and they're doing it in order to agitate us and to make it this, you know, psychologically uh, demanding on us. And that's going to make us, you know, snap on each other and they're going to get drama. But I think what House of Villains proves, and it will, as you see, it's like, you don't, we have freedom. Like we, they're, they're, it's fun. It was like a spring break environment. I literally felt like this was like the old days of the challenge. And it was like, we were just free to do whatever we wanted, but you know, what's going to happen once you put that many big personalities in a house. Okay. And once you have them play a game and once there's alliances that are formed, it's like, you're going to get the drama. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. You don't need to force it. You don't. And you don't need to make an environment that's so mind numbing and so miserable because then what you lose in that is the levity because you want to have both. Okay. You want to have both because that's what I loved about this first episode is there was drama in it. I mean, dude, Corinne cries within the first 30 seconds walking in the house. Omarosa lights her on fire, but at the same time, there was so much humor and that's what like makes it enjoyable because you don't want to constantly just be watching something where it's like everyone is always like, you know, tightly wound and everyone's always like sitting there with like this thousand mile stare and like obviously visibly depressed because then what happens is that affects their ability to, to do good interviews, to have good sound bites, to just like be in a good mental state. And I felt like this season, it was like, yes, there was a lot of pressure. Yes, there was a lot of stress. I mean, dude, the three weeks this show took to film, I needed, dude, I needed some serious uh, decompression we, time we, after. The, our conversations, these two guys had serious conversations after. Yeah, we did. <laughs> like, they, yeah. They, like, it was just like, holy moly. Some- but I've gotten calls all calls and messages all day. It's, it's funny because like like your fan base, they're hitting me up and they're just like Johnny Fairplay, like like Dan Monchel and Alex Trias, you know, from, from my pocket. They're just like Johnny Fairplay. Do you understand what this is? This is 2010. Yes, the challenge. It is old school. But when the challenges again, they weren't. I mean, I, listen, and I love in a lot of ways how the challenge has evolved and it's become more of a physically demanding competitive it's, it's, it's thing. The, but, the, the 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 fifth greatest sport in the history of the world, right? But everyone comes down and they're so focused on like, oh, I got to run every day. I got to be the strongest, the most fit. It's turned into like this athletic company, which is like, fine. I like that too. But I like this too, because yes, there was some at like the first balls out challenge, but then there's a (laughs) lot of just like goofy shit where like you could kind of like circus games, you know what I mean? And that allows there to be people from all over the reality television landscape who who, who can uh, participate. And that's what I think made this cast um, so memorable. Me, me and Bananas, like we went to production. We're just like, hey, can we have a challenge in which, you know, like we have to run like 10 miles and and uh, they're like, no. And we're like, okay. You know, because like, you know, that's that was something that we're kind of geared for. And then it's like, can we have a challenge where we do like, I don't know, just a 5K, three miles. And like, uh, no, no, like, how about just a half mile run? Is something me and bananas are really confident in? How about, like, just, no. how about we just get on a treadmill and on, on, on a you know three percent incline, running two miles an hour? How about that? Hey, Bobby Lights can run a fifteen minute mile, possibly. Yeah, I thought he said twenty minutes, but yeah. well, no, he promised he could, and you're like, there's no way. Really lighten up the radar, going old Bobo. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think, and that's the thing is, I think reality television in general. And we were talking about this on the press day. This is what I really wanted to impress upon the press. They were like, what makes House of Villains different? What makes this show special? And I'm like, there's this nostalgia and there's this hunger and there's this desire for old school, gritty, messy reality TV. Dude, the challenge on CBS, they've edited out two really big blowups that happened on the show. First with me and Fessy, then Josh and Fessy, right? And it's like, why? Like, it wasn't like anything was said or done that is that was like, you know, cancelable. It's not like it was just like, you know what? Some tempers got tempers got heated. The game, you know, wasn't was in full swing and got in each other's faces. Like, and that's the thing is it's almost like in a a lot of ways they're trying to like kind of whitewash reality television now. They're trying to disinfect it and make it like so like kind of like not offensive and like pure and sanitary. But it's like. House of Villains, like they were just kind of like, it, I felt like, again, it was the Wild West of uh, of reality TV. And I think that that's what um, is going to resonate a lot with the uh, with the fans. Your fan base is hitting me up there like, it's 2010, the challenge. And, and I'm just like, yeah, I agree. I'm like, you know what it also is? It's 2005 reality television. I mean, like like, you, like literally they're, they're like, 
Johnny Fairplay, uh, you know, on, on Fear Factor, you know, causing a fight and Joe Rogan, you know, like coming to my aid. This is this is Tiffany New York uh, Peller doing oh, yeah. her amazingness on Flavor yeah. of Love and and Celebrity Big. Like this is what made reality tell. Like, and the people that made this are the people that made Rock of Love and Flavor of Love and I Love Money. That's that's like Irwin Entertainment used to be Fifty One Minds. Yeah, so yeah. they understand what made reality television good and who. And they put, and I, I got to say, what, a, what, a, what an absolute all-star Avengers of, of, of casting. Um, you just mentioned New York. She was the first one in the house to greet you. Uh, did not disappoint. I mean, there's people like her that, and what I love is I don't, usually when I'm like on TV filming, I don't necessarily uh, have in mind like what I'm going to say or kind of what I'm going to do. But I almost feel like I need to do that more because I feel like after watching New York, and after watching Omarosa, it's like they know how to capitalize on every single moment. You know what I mean? And just the way that New York entered the house and her HBIC. greeting, you know, when, when when she greeted you and it was like, yeah, you look nice. She's like, I know I do. I was like, damn, dude. Like, you know, they, they establish that dominance and that presence like right out of the gate. Yeah, we, we, we went upstairs and she goes, uh, she goes. So why are you here? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And she goes, she goes, well, where, where are you from? I'm like, Survivor. She goes, oh, they just had to have someone from Survivor. I'm like, yeah, I guess. And she goes, sweetie, you're too naive for this show. It's really not going to work out for you. She goes, but you know what? I like you. I'm going to look out for you. And I look at the camera. And I Jim Halpert it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, she has no clue. <laughs> no clue. Um, yeah. So let's talk about some of the other cast. Obviously, we've got, uh, you know, Tiffany. Uh, well, no, you know, from- you're so you're next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you come in, and here's what they don't show. So we we had, we had our four minute conversation on the phone prior to this. You come upstairs, and you go, "You take this side of the house. I got this side of the house." Mm-hmm. Yeah, divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Why'd no you pick the toxic? Why'd, why'd you pick the toxic waste? So every so, so everyone knows every room had like a different theme. There was like the space room. As soon as I walked in, I'm like, I love this. It's like outer space. The walls are blue. You know, it's almost like. It's almost like very zen, very peaceful. Okay, it was on the uh, it was on the north side facing of the house. So like the the, we didn't get the the morning sun that was beating in. Johnny goes to the room that's the walls are green. Yeah, dark green, dark green, and there's this big ass vat of toxic waste toxic in the waste corner. container. Yes, Johnny's like this is it, and it's just so funny that that's the room that you and Bobby Lights ended up in. So symbolic of the two of you. Oh, absolutely. Just toxic. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I was 48 then. I'm 49 years old now. And I'm throwing it out there right now because I know people that, that, that are responsible for the Challenge USA. And uh, I, I've always said I would never do the Challenge. Next year, I will be 50 years old. I would like to do Challenge USA Season 3. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm going to head down to Rumble in Boca. Yep, please. Yep. And, and then I got, I got another friend. His name is Paulie. He's he's gonna he's gonna train me and and his uh his girl Cara is gonna gonna teach me how to get thighs. Okay, pretty excited, Johnny. If you if you show up one day with thighs and an ass, I literally I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> Every time I put on my speedo, bananas goes go back. You forgot your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny forgot to put his ass on before he came down to the pool. I did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I come in obviously and like you know we had already had our kind of. You know, so, we, so, no, so so I, I so I'm I'm I was 48 then. I'm 49. I, I valued sleep. So I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I could sleep better with two people in a room versus three. Two, yeah, in a, in, a, in a vat of toxic waste. I get it. Yeah. So so I so I took two. And, and plus, we were dividing the house. So uh, okay, I told you New York, what? I'm just Living like, in a room with Bobby, that guy, that's like living in a room with eight people. Um, all right. So let's just run down the rest of the list. So yeah, we have Bobby Lights. Uh, did you know Did you know anything about Bobby before he came in? Love and right, hip-hop. So I, uh, I, I knew you were going to be there. And I, I heard a rumor Corinne was going to be there. So uh, my uh, driver from the airport to the hotel, he was just like, hey, I've been picking you guys up all day or all you guys friends. So I'm like, yeah, because so you're, you're doing like a reunion show. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, do you have the list of everybody you're picking up? He's like, yeah. So he hands me the list. That's amazing. So I'm like, Bobby Lights, Tanisha Thomas. So, so you and you had time to Google all these people. Yeah, we had we had we had uh, uh, two days before we went into the uh, into the house. So yeah, so I, I'm watching YouTube videos on everyone before we get there. All right. So so you kind of you, you were able to do a little uh, research before everyone got in the house. I wasn't ready for what walked in. I mean, first Corinne, I was like, okay. 
And then Anfisa walks in and I almost, said you guys did have a pregame. She said you guys had a mutual friend and, and we had a mutual friend, get, but but no, but we never spoke. No, no, so, she, she's she said you guys made a deal through that friend that you would look out for of. one another. And then the first challenge happened. She was like, Okay, apparently that wasn't the case. <laughs> so my publicist was also her publicist. Okay. Let me know. And he was like, I should put you two in touch. But then she was like, Oh, I'm this from from him. She was like, I'm so worried about like this falling through and like this show. Like that's like, I, she's like, I don't want to like run Jinx any it. risks by having any yeah, yeah pre game conversation. So I'm not going to say anything. So yeah, I knew of her, but I'd never met her. That changed very quickly once we entered the house. <laughs> yes, yeah, you were in love very for, well. You were in love for seconds. For seconds, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a goldfish, you know what I mean? Like that's you, how short term you were, you were very much. My memory uh, it's, is. it's so funny because in the history of reality television, like, uh, like there's there's very few people that I give like just ridiculous kudos to. You're there. Like I, I think you're amazing, and but you are literally a goldfish. In addition to that, <laughs> at first it was like Corinne and Fisa walks in. I'm like, oh my god, did Bobby whip his toes out? I'm like, oh shit, yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> Never felt this way about a man before. Um, now, Johnny, we were supposed to be like looking out for each other. Okay. No. At, did, did it ever occur to you that maybe you should have run a little interference between me getting googly eyes for all these dangerous, unhinged women? Weren't you like, oh, this bananas, this, bananas, this might, this might not be the best thing for your game. No, 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 no. Keep no, your head in the game. I, like, I, I, uh, I actually took notes for the episode. And I'm looking at my notes. I, I have Bananas is literally hammered at the bar, and production is coming up to me going, tell Bananas to stop. And I'm like, you tell him. They're like, we have. <laughs> so with, with, what you guys don't know is Casamigas Reposada is in the house. And so I mean, the wheels every person that comes place. in, Bananas goes, hey, it's a new person. Let's have a shot. <laughs> yep. Basically, we had to. We had to welcome yeah. everybody with the, with a little with a little reposado. I'm like you're pouring shots. Like I'm pouring mine into other cups. You're going full throttle every time. And then, so you do a shot, and then like we're waiting for the next person. You're just like, hey, should we do a shot while we're waiting for the next person? <laughs> well, because you know why? Because I'm used to like on the challenge. I'm used to it being like. The way these like scavengers are with alcohol, they bring out one bottle. They bring out one bottle of vodka, two bottles of wine, and a six pack for thirty people, and that's <laughs> yeah. gone like that. Yeah. So I'm like sitting here, like we have a full bar. I'm like, all right, guys, we gotta, we gotta. <laughs> you guys don't understand. It's gonna be gone soon. Let's just drink as much yeah. as we can more, and and it was never gone. In no, fact, it just kept on like, getting like, refilled. Like, it's gonna be gone by, by by person six. So drink, 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 and like no, every day was nonstop low carb, like. Dude, it yeah. was wine nonstop. Two bottles of Casamigos, two fists of Casamigos Reposada every day, and then low carb IPAs and Mick Ultra every day. Everyone like on Survivor, they're just like, "Hey, fair play, we need you for a confessional." And it's like, and you run like, I mean, you're like, you're stepping and fetching, you're 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 running to go do like this show. They're just like, "Hey, we need you for, for a confessional." And like, people are just there. We'd be dude, we'd show. be at the pool. I'd be like two sheets to the wind. And they'd be like, all right, Bananas, we need you to come and do a confessional. I'm like, guys, I can't even see straight right now. Yeah. This should have, you know what? You know what this should have been? It, it, this a, a perfect follow-up to House of Villains would have been Celebrity Rehab. They could have oh, yeah. rolled, they literally could have rolled one show right into the next. Because I needed to dry out for a little bit after that was over. Because I was, my soul, my, my, my soul was hurting after that. I thought I died, like, like it was, it was like that much. I'm just like, oh my God, my plane on the way to the show crack I, i'm dead and this is heaven yeah the intros obviously everyone came in i've said this already i've never been in, in a room with that much energy like usually i'm in a house or if i'm in a circle of friends or if i'm in a group i'm usually the loudest most over the top one i could not believe the personalities and how difficult it was to just keep up and that's that's coming from me yeah so um everyone makes their entrance omarosa obviously makes the iconic Omarosa type of entrance. She goes yes. down. She sit, I mean, like she, like the queen bee goes and sits down at, at her chair. And instead of her coming up, like everybody else did greeting all the people who are already there, she goes and sits down and everybody goes and greets her. Well, no, was, no, no, we, we, we were all upstairs. We saw her. We, we looked through the window and saw it was like, Oh, Marosa. And, and everyone was like, go down. And everyone was like, fuck scared. that. Except and, for and Shake. And Shake goes, why is everyone so scared of you? And I'm just like, oh, way to her, just hand the fucking ball. Amorosa. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> she seems to be very uh, cordial to everyone except for Corinne. So, and I've watched this a few times, right? Because I didn't, I wasn't there. All I know is that I, I, I wasn't filled in what was going on until Corinne was already upstairs crying. Did it occur? This is what it seemed like to me, okay? Obviously, when you do a show like this, you're going to look around and you're going to size up the competition. You know it's an elimination show and you're going to be like, who is the weakest link, okay? Who can I put a target on and focus on to almost like make this person like, so the rest of the group identifies this person as the weakest person. And in my opinion, it's not like Corinne came up and was disrespectful in a way. Cause a lot no. of people, I didn't know half the people in the house. I didn't know what show they came from, but everyone was cool. It's like, Oh, this is the show I'm from. But Omarosa seemed to almost take that as a way to then kind of put a target on Corinne's back. Yes, you weaponized her. Weaponizer, like drew some blood. So that the rest of the house was like aware that it's like, oh no, this is who I am marking as like the, you know, the weakest one. And this is the one that everyone needs to see as, as the target. Yeah. No, that's, that's what it what, appears like what, to me. That's what Omarosa does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she is ridiculously, ridiculously methodical. Like I, I've known Omarosa, uh, known Omarosa for 19 years. And so I didn't know she was going to be there. Uh, well, you know, until I saw the list and, and like the night before. She uh she followed me on Instagram. I'm just like, oh, okay, she's here. But I mean, but we've just known each other, so I'm just like, we're good. And yeah. so when she gets like, it, it's so funny because like you see her sitting her throne, and then you see me beside her as like the hand, the hand to the hand to the queen, like 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 Game of Thrones shit. I mean, she did it to me, dude. Right, right when we oh, sat she, down, she, she she put your fucking game on blast. I was like, trying because so you know this guy, this guy fucked over this girl at the end, just everybody know that, but, but I like you bananas. Yeah. Okay. But that was, that wasn't even the worst. It was, I came in and obviously like my reputation, a lot of times is sometimes a blessing and sometimes a curse, especially on the challenge. People know what I've done, what I'm capable of, the experience that I have, my track record. And in some ways that's that, that puts fear into people because they're like, all right, we don't want to come after this guy. Cause there's a good opportunity. He's coming back. But because I go in and I have such a long track record and a reputation, like we got to get rid of this guy because he's good. So coming into House of Villains, I was hoping that even if people knew who I was, they didn't know like what my past and my history was. And Omarosa wasted no time in basically outing my, oh, he's won seven times. He's been on the challenge for this long. Like this oh, guy yeah. who does his win. She I'm had like, your stats. I mean, she. Uh, there's one person who knows your stats a little better than her. <laughs> but, um. So alliances start forming right out of the gate. Uh, yeah, obviously then, you know, Corinne ha has has uh, has her meltdown there. I will say this, though. I got to give credit to Corinne for standing up to her the way that she did. Dude. When she walked out of the room and she's like, you fucking bitch. I was like, whoa. Okay. Oh, trying way too fucking hard. Have yes. a great fucking yeah. day, Dude. bitch. Feisty, man. Feisty. That is strong. And then for her. So we were there. We live this and, and I, I am pretty in the past. I have been pretty good at like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, this is what the episode is. And I'm just like, okay, episode one, Omarosa destroys Corinne. I mean, that's episode one, dude, Corinne I fucking know. brought it on confessionals. Brought it, dude. Yeah. Dude, she, she, she goes, I'm bringing bachelor nation who is fucking huge to destroy your washed ass on social media. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, Because in the history of reality television, have we seen social media brought in as, as a weapon? Yes. Actually, they did that on one of the challenges. It was actually my favorite. It was actually one of my favorite. It's the only time they've ever been on the challenge. Okay. But it was one of my favorite things that ever happened. And it was, it was actually X's two right after Sarah ended up, you know, the, the initial move that then led to the money grab. When she sent me in against Leroy, they went, they go to the final. And the big issue with that, one of the reasons I was so pissed is because there was Jay and Jenna, who that was their rookie season, hadn't won shit, hadn't gone into elimination. We basically carried them to the final challenge as the insurance policy and the layup for whichever team lost out of me, not me and Nani, Leroy and Naya, Sarah and Jordan would then get to go against Jay and Jenna because they were the weakest team there, right? The first leg. Now I'm eliminated at this point. So Jay and Jenna are now in the final in the position that I thought was rightfully mine. Okay. Jay and Jenna go. It's the first leg of the final. They come up to an eating portion. Jay can't do it. 
He's like, I, uh, he's like, I can't do it. I'm going to quit. And TJ's like, dude, you're not going to quit. You're literally five minutes into the final. Jay's like, I can't do it. He goes, you do understand why you're here. You do understand this is the final. You've watched the show before. And Jay's like, you know what? I'm just going to deal with the backlash. I quit. So he quits. And as, and so TJ eliminates him. As they're walking off camera, Jay goes, man, we're going to catch so much shit for this on social media. And dude, they show both of their Twitter handles at oh. the bottom of the screen. Oh, and they got at, well, Jay more so than Jenna, because Jenna wanted to finish, but Jay got absolutely massacred online. Because, dude, you, you got to realize production was probably so pissed about that. It's like, what's the best way to get them back? It's like, let, let's, you know, embarrass them online. So that's the only time I've ever seen that happen. The good news is Jay got to leave with his girlfriend afterwards. And, yeah, and, yeah. and we haven't seen him since. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So obviously all these alliances start forming. Okay. I was not aware of the alliance. I mean, the, the only person I talked to was you at this point. Um, I just was kind of relying on like, you know, just connections in the house. I'm like, all right, me and Jax, you know, we're kind of like guys, guys, like we'll be hanging out. Shake and Tanisha I'm rooming with. But I felt like at this point, like I wasn't going to try and start making alliances. You have Bobby who's making alliances with every single person in the house. Well, don't, don't worry. He, he, he won't let anyone know about his yeah, alliances. Exactly. So we're good there. Um, did it seem to you like Shake and Jax were a little bit out of their, uh, out of their comfort zone, they, out they of their fish, league? They were fish out of waters. Yeah. Yeah. The game is explained to us, obviously. So for those who didn't watch, I don't know why you didn't. But anyways... It's similar. I actually really like the format and the way they do it's this Big because Brother. it's Big Brother with like a little hint of the challenge. So you do because Big Brother, a lot of times, the well, I mean, this one, these ones are kind of goofy, too. But you got the Battle Royale challenge where the entire house competes. And then the winner of the Battle Royale challenge then gets to nominate three people for potential banishment. For they the hit go, list. The hit lifts. They go Wait, which, which they did not stress early, but really stress later. <laughs> they then go into a redemption challenge where the three of them compete. Winner's safe. They really didn't sell Battle Royale until later either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the verbiage really becomes prominent like in, in post-production. Um, all right. So balls out. First challenge. Bobby threw the paper. No problem. <laughs> you know what? I knew it was going to be a long day at the office for Bobby when the guy couldn't even run through a piece of paper. <laughs> it's like Bobby. You might be in. A, you might from a physic from a physicality standpoint, you might have bit off a little more than you could chew if you can't even run through a piece of paper. Um, strategy going into this. What was your strategy? Whose strategy you feel like worked? Whose didn't? Okay, so going into this, like, because you call me out afterwards, you're just like, dude, why didn't you walk over here? And I'm just like, I didn't walk anywhere. Why didn't you walk over where? Why didn't you walk over to, why did I know, why didn't I walk over to you? Mm. Like, because you and Jax and, and Shake it, uh, uh, walked over and then, and then I, and then uh, uh, Bobby and New York and, and Corinne walked over and I just kind of like, like stood in the middle and I, and like, I'm like, because you didn't directly ask me prior to this challenge, and I didn't want you to directly ask me prior to like I, the the ability to be noncommittal was like I agree. Like, the only person that did not understand the assignment of the of this first challenge was Jax. Yeah. I think he under no. I think he understood it. He just didn't read the room. In any other competition, if you're on the challenge, you, the way Jax was going, that's the way you play. But not when you're playing. You know what I mean? Like, and I think not this, not this, not this. And house. he put a target right on his back, right out of the gate. Omarosa, obviously, you know, we knew what her strategy was. Um, and again, my listen. But here's the thing: I can't believe that Omarosa actually wanted to win the first one. My whole thing was, dude, if you can, if you can be safe and have somebody else take the heat and put the blood on their hands. That's for me a win-win situation. And that's what I thought that I had done until she then I thought was going to backdoor me um, in that speech. I mean, she really had me yeah, on my, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, on no, my toes. We, we'll, we'll get yeah. there. So, so no, uh, like people out there, like they're a fair play. I'm just like, I'm like, dude, I, I can tell you, like I manifest the entire show in my head before I go out. I'm like, I'm like, I want to win this challenge and I want to win this challenge and that's it. I didn't want to win until I felt like my back was really going to be against the wall. And I felt like with the way Jax played, um, and then Corinne's Karen, position exactly. in the house, like you were, yeah, yeah, at least for the first one. Are, are you upset? They didn't show Yes, me, me ramming Corinne with the ball for five minutes. Yes. 
she kept targeting me. I'm like, Corinne, just stop. Go away. Your ball's already out. And so she kept on trying to push my ball out of the ring. So I basically pinned her up against one of those foam blocks with my ball in between. And I was just basically bouncing the ball into her against this thing for like five straight minutes. Five minutes. And then I stop. And then she keeps going. She tries to hit it out again. I'm like, this girl. Um, All right. So then we uh, obviously, I think. Oh, hey, I, can, I, can I get credit? I did take out Shake and Amphisa. Dude, I took out New York thinking it was Bobby. And I really did think it was because if you watch this, if you watch the clip back, the ball she's protecting or the one she's leaning against was Bobby's ball, right? Yeah. So I thought that was her ball. What I didn't realize is her ball was behind Bobby's ball against. So I ran up thinking it was his knock it out. Didn't realize after that, the one that she was actually leaning against was Bobby's and not her. So sorry, New York. I was not trying to target you. I was trying to target Bobby. So, okay, so obviously then they have their day out, that whole situation. So do you think that Omarosa, was it an obvious choice who she chose to be put up on the hit list between Shake, Jax, and Corinne? Okay, so she goes on the reward. Yes. What they do not show is she asks uh, Bobby and Tanisha, if she were to backstab you, would they back that? What they did not show is she came to me and you and told us that is that when we is that when we formed our our, our our I have a dream alliance yes so so which is me you and Omarosa because Omarosa re- reveals to us I have a dream that the old school villains will form an alliance and and wreak havoc on the rest of this cast and the old school uh, uh, villains are me you and yep. Omarosa yep that was that was that's when we made that deal, and that is and and that's why that's what really put my mind at ease going into it. Even though she really had yes. me, you know, on the edge of my seat. Yeah, but but this is that 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 is prior to the the uh, the the, the yeah. layer or the the, the stronghold. The, was the it stronghold? The stronghold. It's prior to the stronghold. So now, do you think that was okay? Maybe they, I, you know, I knew Bobby probably wanted to take me out, but I don't think, especially at that point, Tanisha did. Do you think that that was? I think Tanisha was saying what she exactly. needed to say. Do you think that was Omarosa's way of being like, I'm going to protect you in this, but there's these other people that you should probably go after because they backed me on this, even though I wasn't serious about it? Everything Omarosa does is methodical across the board. There is nothing that she does. Like, she does not waste an ounce of oxygen. So, no, I, I think it was to A, come back to us and tell us that and B put a target on those people. Yeah. She also realized that if she put me up, that there was a really good chance I was going to come back and then it would be not a good, not a good, uh, not a good time for, or maybe not. It depends. It depends on how the redemption works. Um, all right. So, all right. So we got our, we got our hit list nominees. All right. So Corinne, obviously Omarosa hates Corinne shake. He didn't make the deal. Should have made the, the answer is always. Yes. If someone asked you to make an alliance, it's just, yes. Even if you don't mean it, you just say yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean, he was he he kept on asking her for time to to ponder. He's like, "Give me a few hours. Let me think about it." Then he did it again, and then he asked for a yeah. date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then it's you. No, it's not you. It's Jax. And Amorosa will tell you she's just like she goes. If you can steal ninety seconds of airtime, you yeah. do. And I'm just like, I don't. No, she's good. She that's her. That's her. Listen, that's what she is great that's at doing. She is great at stealing the spotlight, man. Like she's she's a professional. Are you are you okay with her stealing 90, 90 seconds of airtime that 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 went nowhere? I mean, that's what she yeah, that's what but they but see that's what's funny about this is they made a joke about it. Her sitting down, you hear the guy cough in the background like when it took her Oh, Bobby. Oh, was no, it Bobby? I think it was one of the producers or someone. Production. Yeah, someone on production. Oh, I thought it was Bobby. I mean, she was pissed. That was, and that was her fourth take. And they show her fourth take with the call. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got, so she puts the nominees up. Um, all right. And then I guess next episode, we're going to see our first redemption challenge and who comes out on top. Well, there, there's no way that, you know, I will, uh, that, that you and I will come after one another. Exactly. Where things stand right now, that is exact. That is, that is 100% the case. I don't have any alliances at this point. I think you're the only one that I'm working with right now. So, I mean, top line thoughts on the first episode. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, never, never a dull moment. Uh, I thought they filled up a lot of time. Dude, it was a 90 minute episode and it was uh, 75. That's what I meant. And it was uh, <laughs> entertaining from 
start to finish. So really excited about the rest of this season. I love this cast. I've n- I've never loved a cast more ever in my. I mean, like, and I, I've done some cool shit over the years. I love you guys so much. And I literally called Shake, and I called you before this, and and like, and 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 you know, I we each said uh, <laughs> we we love each other, and and we mean and like this is we made magic. We literally made. We really did. Well, the most unbelievable magic. They've got ever. the right lineup, man. All right, Johnny. Well, listen. Where can people find you if they want to uh, if they want to find you on social media, your podcast? Now's the time to plug away, brother. Oh, I thought uh, don't get my don't get my home address. You can if you want. Yeah, give me your PO. Give me your <laughs> PO not, box. Oh, PO box ninety four. <laughs> Johnny's address <laughs> yeah, is not within uh, three hundred yards of an elementary school, so don't worry. It is, we're good. Uh, yeah, no, uh, go to johnnyfairplay.com. No H and Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y-F-A-I-R-P-L-A-Y, johnnyfairplay.com. It, it's got everything, my cameos and and my uh, appearances and T-shirts and oh my God, do I, I have a teach the, the the two most famous Johnnies in the history of reality television, Johnny or Johnny, you get to choose, you get to circle it, I guess, on your shirt. I don't know, I don't care. And uh, and then villaintix.com, that's villaintix.com. You can join me live. I'm going to be, uh, next week, I'm in Boston with Jax. The following week, I'm in Clearwater, Florida with you, Hulk Hogan, and, uh, uh, and, Wait, and where's, yeah. And tell them the location. Cause we're going to be in Clearwater, Florida at, at Hogan's, Hogan's hangout. hangout, October 26th, Hogan's hangout, 499 Mandalay Avenue, Clearwater, Florida, me, you, and, uh, and Jax, it's going to be crazy. And Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan is going to be there. And the night before I'm doing survivor viewing parties. So, so, uh, next week, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, October 19th, I'm in Boston with Jax. October 26th, I'm with you and Jax, Clearwater. November 2nd, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina with Jax. November 8th, I'm with uh, Jax in Chicago. And then I'm in Miami, October 16th with Shake and I'll Karen. see you there. Are you I'm coming? Gonna, I'm in South Florida. Yeah, so I'll probably be there. I'll probably head down. Okay, and then uh, the 30th of, uh, of, uh, of November, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then Fort Lauderdale for a Survivor uh, viewing party. I'm going to be at uh, Whalers in Fort Lauderdale uh, with uh, Christmas and, uh, and Memphis at their new place, Whalers uh, Oyster Shack. So v- VillainTix.com, SurvivorTix.com. Dude, I'm losing my mind. In the history of reality television, this is, this is my love. I might go home next episode. Who knows? You never know. I mean, I'm not nominated, but I might go. This is my love letter to reality television. I've never been happier. I love all of you so much. I love the concept. I love all of it. This is nuts. Nuts, Well, it's only going to get nuttier from here, Johnny. All right, brother. Well, listen, man, thank you for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Oprah, and I love you. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.